push me, and then just touch me, till I can get my satisfaction. Push me, and then just touch me, till I can get my satisfaction. Satisfaction. Good morning. So I hear the uh, topic of the day is why are you still single? I had mentioned that men are dumb. Uh, To elaborate on that, um, most do not know what consistent communication is. Uh, A lot of them have expectations. Should just go into something not having expectations, you'd be a lot happier. Um, And many have not dealt with their baggage. Um, Therapies, going out in the woods and dealing with what? Just deal with your past skeletons. We all have them, especially in our 40s, 50s, whatever, 30s. And I've realized many are not okay being alone. They won't go do stuff because they don't have anybody to go with. Just go enjoy life. Go do your hobbies. You're going to end up finding somebody else doing the same hobby. And you may click and you may find somebody. Um, But many, many just aren't happy with their lives and they'll work 120 hours a week and want to date, but they don't have time to date, and then the communication sucks, and yeah, yeah, anyway, so that's my uh, elaboration on why men are dumb, I'm sure there's women that are the same way, Um, but there's some on both sides, it's just very few, and they're very hard to find, which is why after two years, I'm still single, um, which I'm okay with, because I'm enjoying life. Oh, shit. Oh, my God, we're back. Yeah, who knew? We haven't been uh, canceled by social media yet. Yeah, how do we keep getting added to other, you know, sites and stuff? I Obviously, they don't listen to our content. Well, they do, from, from what I can see. Looking at the uh, old uh, statistics here, I, I don't know. We got added to Samsung podcasts. I got a message about that, and to another one I've never even heard of. Um, so we're pretty much everywhere. If anybody else actually wants to to listen to this garbage, but hey, oh yeah. Speaking of which, I'm I'm back of uh, back from uh, not not the dead, but being knocked out actually at work. I, I've got a job where I get paid now to literally cut the cheese. And uh, it's ironic and beautiful at the same time. It really is, and I actually experienced what it's like to get a full-on knockout concussion at work the other day. I'll post a picture I took of myself wearing a neck brace in the hospital. Did they drop a giant wheel of Gouda on you, or what the hell happened? No, ironically, it was actually a piece of safety equipment that hit me in the head. Wow, that is unbelievably ironic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and... uh, I don't really remember much for about half an hour, but I've heard heard stories. It's not the first time I've been hit in the head, which, you know, anybody that listens to this crap can probably verify. <clears throat> but hey, I'm dropping a uh, topic on you that you are, you're completely unaware of this topic, correct? Yeah, does it involve cheese? Why? No, you, and you have not been prompted ahead of time, correct? 
You are correct. This is starting to sound like the November uh, 6th or 7th, with whatever the hell it is, hearings. Oh, January 6th. January 6th, yeah. Jesus Christ, I think we got the month wrong. Um, yeah, but uh, we have a topic, actually. This one suggest- suggested from a uh, Twitter hashtag, actually. And the question... Did this come from, like, listeners or off of, like, the phone line or something? comes from our Twitter page. And uh, the topic, and I'm just going to throw this right to you. I hope you're ready. Are you prepared? Well, I am sitting down, so go ahead. Real not or Todd Springer. Shit. We'll, we'll, we'll change that in uh, editing. Why are you single? Oh, what the fuck? Seriously? Yep. Who the hell posted that? That's what they want to know. Yeah, but who posted it? Anybody we know? No, actually, I don't even have that. I don't, don't have it in front of me, but it just says, Why are you still single? And I'm not sure if they're being sarcastic because of something sexist or dumb that I posted. Probably. But that's what they want. Why are you still single? Oh, God. You want the short answer <laughs> or the long answer? <laughs> uh, go ahead. I haven't had any time to think about this either, really. But it, it, it fits our MO as to, you know, just pulling these shows out of our ass anyway. Well, short answer is I've been a traveling salesman for like the last decade. And so I've been traveling all over Wisconsin selling delicious wine and booze to people that want to buy it. And, and, you know, having a woman in every single city you go to isn't exactly conducive to being... Well, married. that was always the running gag. Everybody assumed I had, a, I had a friendly waitress in every town. And I did, but they weren't that friendly. This um, just boozed up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, you, you work in a lot of restaurants. A lot of waitresses are single moms. And, you know, they're, they're basically waitressing to make some extra scratch. And the last thing they need is another freaking man blowing in and out of their lives. You know? So, but on the other hand, you know, waitresses aside, um, shit, I mean, I'm never home. You know, when I spend all, you know, when you do sales, it's kind of like theater. And if you're not tired at the end of a show, you didn't put on a much of a fucking show. And, you know, so at the end of the day, after, like, making sales pitches and sampling stuff with people and sometimes being their emotional tampon, because seriously, I've been through divorces with customers. I've been through all kinds of shit. I've helped them, you know, bring their business back from the brink. I've watched them slowly wither and die. And, you know, that kind of takes a toll on you if you have any kind of soul. And granted, people that work in sales, a lot of them don't have souls. Oh yeah, and, God. you know, that much I understand, too, because it's not like you're physically tired, but mentally you just get to a point where you just kind of want to crawl in a hole and die. Like, you just, at the end of the day, don't, like, when I would get done with our show on the air, like, people would assume that we went out and partied or whatever or only on Fridays or went home to our significant others which I did at the time but I went home in like complete silent like I didn't want to talk to anybody I wanted to be alone like just don't bother me right now well I mean we kind of fall into that category of introverts who are very good at being extroverts it takes a lot out of you too yeah and you know 
Like extroverts recharge by going out in public and being around other people. Introverts recharge by going the fuck away. Yeah, and for me... By finding a hobbit hole to hang out in and not being disturbed by anyone else. It used to, and it still does take a lot out of me to, like... To go in front of a large group of people or to, to speak in front of a bunch of people or to go to a party where I'm going to be with a bunch of people. And it's not because I get nervous, you know, about being around people or anything like that. It's just like mentally I have to prepare myself to, you know, in some situations not tell an absolutely filthy joke or like just uh, just to be a fully functioning human being. And when I'm alone, I don't have to be. Well, that's just it. You know, I'm, I get invited to stuff all the time. And if I go, I just want to relax and enjoy myself. But people always expect me to be on. You know, they've seen me do wine events. They've seen me do tasting events. And you got to bring your A game. And you got to be a big personality because, you know, in this job, they want entertainment. They don't actually want knowledge. Nobody wants to know about how malolactic fermentation works. They want to have fun stories and hear interesting anecdotes. And, you know, it's the show. And I, I've actually been places where everyone's like, are, are you okay? You're not talking, buddy. Are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm just relaxed. Chill the fuck out. Yeah, and that's, that's, I have to be on all the time. That's definitely how it was when I was doing DJ gigs. And I don't think people understood that, that, like, I needed, like, we'd have the after bar parties. You know, if I did go, and I got I got a lot of shit for for not going to to events and stuff like that because I you know I work with these people. I don't want to see you when I'm off, and I don't you know the whole hooking up at after bars and stuff like that gets really old after a while, and it, you see the dark side of how all that stuff works after a while, and you know I would just get just be just be done with it like. Or I'd be, I'd go to the after bar party or whatever, and I'd sit there and, you know, when once we'd go to a bar that opened at 6 a.m., I'd talk to the bartender, like, be like, no, I spent all day with you assholes, I, I'm done, like, you entertain me now. Yeah. So I tell people when I do events sometimes, like, I'm not there to entertain the customers, they're there to entertain me. <laughs> Did they ever tell you the Magic Mike story? Uh, No. So I was doing a, a big wine tasting event up in Eau Claire. And, you know, it's, you can walk around, you sample all these wines, you know, it goes on for about five, six hours. So if people show up early and stay the whole time, they're fucking hammered. And I had these two middle-aged ladies convinced that I used to be like a magic bike, you know, exotic dancer, but I blew my knee out, had to get out of the biz. And so, so I got into the wine industry, and they were totally eating it up. And you just completely and, and, and let yourself I, I, go. I traded in my – what's that? I said and you just completely let yourself go. Well, that was just it. I'm like, you know, after my knee wedge, I kind of let myself go. My six-pack abs turned into a quarter barrel. Of course, these days it's more of a half barrel. And they're like, oh, you can get back into it. You can do it. I'm like, no, no. I promised my mother I would give up that lifestyle. Like, oh. They were totally fishing for a home show, you know. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I I still laugh about that. I still tell that story. But, I mean, I still get that from people sometimes where, you know, they don't give a shit about the wine. I remember one time this guy next to me, same event, different year, we started early, the crowd was light, and the guy next to me was showing all these fancy Italian wines. 
and this woman talked his ear off for 20 minutes straight about her cat because uh, there was no other customers to come in to kind of interrupt or kind of throw blockage and I was right next to him but I didn't make any eye contact so I didn't want her to come to me next and years later I actually ended up working with that guy and we, had good, we became good friends and I told him that story he's like you son of a bitch I'm like dude it was you or me and I, I'm sorry but it had to be you at that time so your stripping career uh, is done. We're, we're going to go ahead and announce that now, that you're not available oh, yeah. for parties. What about the gigolo career? Is that done too? Well, you know, when I, when I do the, the, you know, when I drive around in the go-kart with, like, my goofy outfit for the parades and stuff, you know, I got that long rubber Pinocchio nose. If I see a bunch of women, they're all, like, you can tell they all got red solo cars. And they're all drinking. I'll buzz up to him in the go-kart, and I'll stop. I was like, hey, I'm available for bachelorette parties, too, and I drive off. And they laugh, hoot, holler, and oh, my God. Do you make any jokes about the big clown shoes? Um, you usually hear that, but usually it's the nose that really gets their attention. I mean, the whole thing is just so Freudian. <laughs> Who knew the Shriners could be so sexy? In a weird way, you know, in a, in a very, very fetishized way. You know, and I was thinking about this too, and it's as far as the not, why am I still single thing? There's obvious reasons that I'm not going to get into why I'm definitely single right now, but I mean, the others are like, I kind of just. When was the last time you, have you ever flipped through one of the dating apps before? Oh yeah, years ago I used Match.com to no real good purpose and a lot, of, a lot of human wreckage on those dating apps, especially in our age bracket. That's exactly what I see. Actually, it, it's like the... And I'm not thumbing my nose at them. Granted, I got plenty of stars and wreckage to go with my own, but it's like, Jesus, I don't see any basis for a startup of a good relationship here. That isn't going to involve me getting uh, stabbed in my sleep? stabbed or some other major trauma and that's the last thing I need in my life is fucking drama you know like with my job when my phone rings and it's a customer it's never a good phone call they're never calling with like hey that whatever you said was great you're so awesome no it's like I got a problem you fix it I'm like I think that's the only reason anybody calls, actually physically calls anybody anymore is because it's some kind of an emergency. Otherwise, it's all texts. Yeah, yeah, and even the texts are usually bad news. Nobody ever calls with good news. It's always bad news. And, you, I mean, you've seen some of the gals I've dated before, and there was one tremendous drama queen in there. Uh, for reference, go back to Buckets of Piss. And um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen for that oh, episode. You'll, oh, you'll find God, it under was... if you just... Just Google buckets of piss, you'll find it. Yeah, it's that was six months of nonstop drama, mostly manufactured by her because holy she had shit, I didn't. Do. I didn't know it was that long. Yeah, it was six months. It kind of started out quiet, slow, and then it kind of, you know, got out there. Then we started hanging out with like work friends. You know, it, you know, it just, you know, stuff always blows up when you introduce somebody into your social circle or your family circle. Did I, ever, did I ever tell you that story about her and my dad? No, but I think you probably should. 
Yeah, thank you. So, anyways, my dad, especially with his drinking days, my dad was a complete bastard. And, I mean, but, you know, from an outsider looking in, he was a clever motherfucker. I mean, he could just zing you. He could just... It's like somebody throwing darts blindfolded across the room and hitting the bullseye. I mean, he was just that good of like zingers and shit. Anyway, so I decided, you know, we're having a little dinner at my parents' house, so I bring her with. Did not tell my family she was coming. And I'm like, I got to warn you about my dad. You know, because he's prone to just throwing shit out there. just Because he likes to, you know, prod people and see what they do, because that, that's what amused him. Mistake number one. Yeah. So anyway, she she knew that something was coming, you know. So we're having drinks, or we're having dinner, and Dad's pounding fucking um, Brandy Manhattan's all afternoon, and he gets this evil look in his eye while we're eating. So I know something's coming, and my dad took tremendous pleasure in publicly humiliating me, and that's another whole whole episode. Um, but anyways. So he's like, yeah, when Toddy was little, you know, he used to get hurt all the time, which is also true. And so he'd, he'd stick his, you know, he stuck his finger in a light socket once when he was little. He's always sticking his fingers in things. Has he stuck his fingers in you yet? Oh, yeah. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> without a beat, she says, no, but I'll let you know when he does, which my dad laughed his fucking ass off. And of course, that was completely untrue. We were totally boned by that. But um, you know, it's just you know, he he throws her one and she knocks it back, and he fucking loved it. So, which is a shame because she was absolutely insane. Oh god, so much drama there. See, yeah, that, give me an idea for a good horror story someday if I ever make a movie. See, that's kind of the other thing is like the, the drama I, I can't deal with. And it's not so much as even a few years ago it was women looking for a baby daddy because now most of them have kids. Just to give you an old idea of how fucking old I am, they've got kids in college and stuff like they're not they're not looking for that anymore. I don't, I don't know if they're looking to fill the empty nest. Oh, I got cousins and classmates got grandkids already. You know, we're not even, you know, I'm 48, just turned 48, and my one cousin, she was a grandma at 40 already because she started pretty early. And then her daughter started pretty early, so I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, that seems to happen a lot. You get, you run into women that have had the, the teenage daughter, and then they've got their teenage daughter has had kids and their their grandmothers well my one buddy Andy like he was born when his mom was like 18 but then his mom was born when her mom was 16 this is down in Kentucky of course I'm not I'm not sure that that explains all of Andy's weird issues no no it doesn't but I'm just saying like people start really early you know it's, I mean granted you know 150 years ago as soon as you hit puberty you're a married age you know, if you weren't married by 18 you're an old maid I think I was a, oh I know I was a late bloomer that way like I girlfriend in high school and I were so paranoid about her getting knocked out because we had seen a couple of people in our school just get absolutely shamed for it that we swore it wasn't going to happen until we were married and you know that worked out but that's uh, 
not something I don't know that I think boning in high school was something that I was just too I knew I was afraid of the whole getting knocked up thing and then I think I was afraid from other like bad 80s 90s movies of like being awful in the sack too and then everybody in school finding out about it uh, good old after school specials. Although I don't, I don't know of any chicks in in high school that were that interested in me that were, you know, promiscuous enough to know what was good or what was bad in the sack at the time. Well, you know, that's the thing I always kind of suggest to young women these days is like, you know, most of the time. Guys don't know, I mean, their education comes from porn, which is not a good place to start. And, you know, I'm like, I learned this from practical knowledge as a young man. If you're going to, if she's going to, like, dry hump you for two hours and then decide she wants to have sex with you and you get two strokes in the pocket of pork, that's not his fault. That's your fault. You know, you should have given him a quick handy, pop the cork, and then start over from zero again. I don't know this. I don't know how how it would work now if I had the kind of porn education that is like readily available at this time even though they say that that young adults now are, are banging less than than ever I have a feeling some of that has to do with just a general state of being emo about how the, the planet is you know a complete on the verge of being a complete wasteland but there, there was a meme that I saw recently on a Reddit forum, which should tell you where this is going to go. Um, Reddit forum that it's... <laughs> if you ever get the chance, by the way, there's a, there's a forum on Reddit, a subreddit, called No Stupid Questions. You can go to and ask the dumbest thing you have ever thought of before that you couldn't answer. And um, this one was like, why do men... Uh, in porn tap their wang on the girl's parts you know before sex and the response or the middle or after (laughs) the response was just mic check (laughs) okay that's funny (laughs) that's so dumb I don't know I don't think I I don't know that I would have been the kid in high school either that would have been like okay well we're knocked up so I guess we gotta get married now I think that's a horrible mistake that people make that only happens if you're in the same middle income socioeconomic world you think that happened to drunk naked Iowa girl well she had her kid whatever happened to her is there any way that we could actually contact her that you can think of I don't even remember what her real name was Drunk naked, Iowa, drunk naked Iowa girl. Yeah, the last I had heard is she was with child, and this was God knows how long ago. Did I, did I ever tell you about the finger cuffs phone call? Um, I think I have it, but I don't remember what it what it says. Well, this is from her, and she was calling. She was drunk. A lot of times she called me when she was drunk. And she had two guys that basically wanted to do a finger cuffs on her. One in the front, one in the back. You know, not a DP, but you know, like she's blowing one guy and the other guy's behind her. Oh, yes, the classic Chinese finger trap. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm not your dad. I'm not the one to tell you what to do. But the only advice I could give you is do not let them film it. Uh, yeah. This is this is early 2000s before everybody was, you know, doing all kinds of shit. And I'm like, 
you know, you want to explore stuff. Granted, I think these two guys are just using you. Um, but if you want to try it, see if you like it, that's fine. But do not let them film it. Because once that shit gets on the internet, it's always on the internet. You know, like old strippers will tell you that. You can walk away from stripping. You can't walk away from porn. Well, yeah, and... I, I'm not above anybody that wants to try anything weird or kinky or anything like that, but if if I hear, like, hold on a second and somebody fumbling around for their phone, I'm running away immediately. That's how you end it. Let's say I put a crimp in your future political career. Oh, my future political career is going to be a complete disaster if I ever probably have one. In general, in general. I mean, you could probably be a Supreme Court judge if you wanted, but... I have thought about running for public office around here, like some small town position that no one wants. Like, find an office that there's been somebody that's been unopposed for, you know, like their entire, like, 20 years. This person has been a secretary at some department and then actually running on a platform that's just completely ridiculous. Actually, you know, some cities have the coroner is an elected job. And basically, all you have to do is show up and be like, yep, that motherfucker's dead. Here's the form. When I was in school, actually, at the at the tech, when in school for VizCom, word had gotten around that I was a decent photographer, and that was one of the... Um, I got a call to do potentially like an internship as a photographer for the city coroner's department. And I said, absolutely not. Because A, I can't be around dead people, and B, I assumed that they needed an, an unpaid intern because somebody that had done it before had probably immediately quit. Yeah. When you think about all those cop shows, there's always somebody taking photos. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I mean, I'm sure you see some funny stuff occasionally. My like, mind kind of like, goes to... Um, basic instinct after the first murder scene in the blacklight scene. Yeah. I'm assuming there's the occasional story of, like, some guy that died because he put something where it doesn't belong. And it got stuck there. Oh, I fell on it. Sure you did. (laughs) Sure, you just happened to fall in the shower and that shampoo bottle ended up there. Okay. And everybody I know has a really slippery shower floor and keeps their shampoo bottles directly above their bits. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if that has anything to do with why I'm single, though. Yeah, so anyways, to uh, make that long story short, I, I'm too fucking tired. And, you know, I don't know anybody that wants, like, a very, very, very part-time boyfriend. You know, I mean, even for booty calls. It's like, oh, hey, I need my back rubbed. I'm sorry, baby, I'm out of town again. God damn it. (laughs) I don't know the last time that I got a booty call, actually. And I don't know, well, the only time I've ever had a booty call is when I was too stupid to end a relationship properly and just say that it's it's done, get away from me, leave me alone, don't ever call me again. Like, Like, move, leave the country. No, I let that one stretch on. This was in in college. I let that one stretch on for like a year. 
Well, college is full of bad decisions in general. Well, yeah, that's why anybody that I talk to now that's, you know, considering breaking off a relationship, I've got to let them know that, like, look, if you're going to do it, break that shit off clean. Like, go nuclear if you have to. Like, I don't condone, you know, just saying, you know, that you hope this person would die in order to get rid of them. But if you have to, (laughs) for your own sanity... This goes men, women, pets, anything. Like, get get rid of them immediately. That's right. I kind of chalk up, you know, bad relationships in college to part of the whole education process because, you know, besides book learning, you're supposed to learn social learning, you know? And if you get yourself into a shitstorm, you have to educate yourself on to how to get out of said shitstorm and safely navigate into calm seas or safe port once again. Well, and I tried to make that work with a relationship where she was clearly cheating on me, and that almost freaking killed me. I ended up in goddamn rehab because of it. I mean, that's not all of it, but, you know, it didn't help. Oh, here's here's a funny one about college shit. So I run into this uh, kid. He's a young kid, early 20s. He's a merchandiser. And we start talking, and we get into the topic of college and then I find out that I knew his dad from college and that his dad's senior year of college had knocked up his girlfriend at, the, at that time. And that was that kid. Oh, and God. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. And it's, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we laugh about it now. Mom knocked it up, Dad. You know, then he had a little brother. Now, this guy's, you know, married two young kids of his own. And I'm like... Jesus, I mean, I, you know, sometimes these, like, oh, I knocked up my girlfriend's stories actually work out pretty good, where they go on to have healthy, happy relationships, and, you know, there's more progeny that comes along, and they're all healthy and happy. And in this, I, in this situation, had you not tagged out at the time, you would have been a father. No, 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 I, you know, oddly enough, I didn't lay that much pipe in college. Part of the problem was because I was working so much. I had like three jobs in college. And most of my hookups were drunk, stupid ones. And I don't remember what I said. (laughs) It was like, I got to stop drinking to the point where I remember doing shit because like, I don't know how I talked her panties off. Maybe she talked mine off. I don't know. But I'm like, what the fuck did I just do to make this happen? Or why I peed on that beautiful church downtown that was just recently renovated. Oh, I know reasons for that. That's a whole separate story. What reasons that they renovated it? Because no, they needed like, to the church. They needed to get your pee stain off of it. No, no, no. I didn't. I don't shoot that hard. They're mostly working on the steeple and the tall stuff. <laughs> Not so much for distances, for volume. Uh, considering how many homeless people are floating around lacrosse these days, there's probably worse bodily fluids and whatnot on that property than my own. Hey, speaking of birthdays, did we start planning your 50th? Um, that's two years out, but I do have like a rough idea for a couple things that I want to do. When I turned 40, we had Tata Palooza, which is a three-day celebration of me going to bars and people transporting me and buying me drinks. So for this one, we should first, I learned this from the 30th one, was to not allow you to have a cell phone. Well, I know, but I... I don't drink like that anymore, and I don't have any fixations on belly dancers like I do anymore. So. Maybe we should go to a uh, like non-extradition country for this party. 
well, that's why, you know, I tried it like I did Tatapalooza for 40. Very little of it was actually in lacrosse. It was in Fountain City. It was in Trempolo. It was in Viroqua. So lesson learned, stay out of town. Oh, maybe we go to Sunny and Bev's. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I haven't thought about that place since the last time we were there. Or what was oh the name God. of the... What was the name? What was the name of the place where we did the car uh, drawing and we met uh, the stripper who had the really convenient name? Oh, oh, that was that was that uh, bowling alley place on the south side of Lacrosse. I thought that was no, no, no. Where we did the registration, I thought that was that wasn't Caledonia. It was somewhere in Minnesota. No, I thought that particular party was Southside Lacrosse. I don't remember doing any Minnesota ones for that particular event. Okay. What we could do, anyways, like, a anyways, northern... Anyways, side note, her, her son is now a teenager and about a head taller than her. Oh, God. We miss you, Abby. <laughs> she's still around town. I think she's got a legitimate job now. Well, good for her. It's good that she got out of the life. Well, maybe I'll do that. Although she was the kind of person I think that could could handle that kind of life without it completely ruining her. Oh God, she had stories about doing private gigs for rappers up in the Twin Cities, like national rappers. You know, so she knew how to handle herself. See, these are the kind of stories that might also contribute to why we're still single, is because yeah. with, with the checkered past like this. I used to have dinner parties with strippers. I mean, there was no nakedness involved. It was just me cooking for them. And after a while, I kind of got tired of that because they'd come over and drink my wine, eat my food, then go to go, then go downtown trolling for prettier dick. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> prettier dick. That's potentially a good band name. You know, oh, I... You know, as shallow as men are, women are fairly shallow too because they get turned on by a guy with beautiful hair. And I'm like, seriously, seriously, <laughs> I think what the fuck? Uh, Taylor Swift sings about sings about some guy with like the good hair. And I'm like, you know, sometimes I, I'm not a misogynist, but sometimes, uh, yeah, enough there, enough said. That, there, that was the one good thing about our 20th class reunion is like I wasn't rich. I didn't have, like, a huge house or anything like that or the perfect life or anything, but I did have more hair than most of the guys, if not all of the guys that my age. Yeah, it's funny how that works. So, we have a general understanding, and we do have a phone call that I'm going to put on here that we just got. Um, I haven't had the chance to listen to it yet, but as to why we are still single, and maybe we'll ask... Why do you why do you enjoy the single life in general? We can throw that out to our uh, Twitter page, and we'll throw it out to the hotline. Once again, I don't have the number right in front of me, but I'll just have to have to share with the post because, as always, I'm completely unprepared for these recordings. I would say I enjoy it. We just kind of learn to get satisfied with it. You kind of learn to find ways to um, satisfy yourself, is what you're saying. Well, no, no. I'm just saying, like, you know, well, yeah, I mean, every other night you get to, like, you know, walk the dog so you can get a good night's sleep, you know. There you go. But as far as, like, you know, just, you know, it'd be nice to come home, 
into a warm bed once in a while, but that's not what's going to happen. You just come home, you unplug, you relax, maybe you throw in a stupid movie for some amusement, and that's it. You just get used to the quiet life, not working on sharing stuff with people, not working on making social plans with people, just being. Of course, with my work, I have a better... You know, my work life and social life are really intermixed. So it's, you know, a lot of what I do for work is what other people do for their social life. They go out to restaurants, they go out to bars, they go out yeah. to stores and do shit. I'm like, I do this for work. I mean, that goes back to our radio days where like, hey, go introduce a stand-up comedian or hey, go introduce a band. I'm like, okay, no big book. Yeah, and it was the same way when I was when I turned 21 when I was working downtown. I mean, it was, hey, let's go out to the bars. That's your 20. Fuck you. I work at a bar. That's the last place I want to go. Yeah. And the only reason I went to a bar was to collect my free birthday mug and actually subsequently get kicked out of that bar. Well, like all the concerts that we worked, you know, I was like, oh, let's go to a concert. I'm like, no, I'm good. You know, overpriced drinks, crammed in with a whole bunch of assholes, and listening to somebody past their prime or someone that's not really that good live. That's not my idea of a good time. Yeah, and to be fair, I'm a big enough asshole on my own. I don't really need to amplify the assholes any more than I have to. You know, once you once you meet some of these like singers face to face, it's they're just people. They're just people with all their little foibles and quirks. Unless they're Richard Marks, who I understand was a complete asshole. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was vindicated. You never quite hear the full story with this shit. Either way, we're looking at you, Richard Marks. 